0: hello everybody
1: i don't know what to say now you took my line
0: <laughs> <laughs> there are only so many things we can say greetings well, well. and
1: salutations
0: <laughs> when all else fails <laughs> <laughs> Fill out the Christians later.
1: What else do we got? What else could we say? I
0: don't know. Welcome back, which is what you normally say. Waza! Oh, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Welcome back.
0: It's the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast.
1: We're back at full force, full strength, and we're ready.
0: <laughs> wow, <laughs> you're so powerful.
1: You underestimate my powers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. That's Pete over there. I'm Stacy, And we're here with something new, something we haven't done on our regular podcast. We have done this on our Patreon, where we have a series called Pilots on Patreon, where we break down pilot episodes of different TV shows. This show, actually, I thought we had done the pilot. Me too. But we hadn't. We had done the Halloween episode on Patreon. Which is a fun one, so you should come check it out. You should. Not saying we won't talk about that episode here, but we are going to discuss My So-Called Life episode by episode.
1: All the way through.
0: We have covered My So-Called Life in its entirety in the early days of our podcast. Mm-hmm. In February of 2021, episode 29. Wow. Yes. It feels like a lifetime ago. It does. This is definitely my all-time favorite show from the 90s. I have always felt sad that we already covered it and I couldn't talk about it more. So that's why we decided that since there was tragically.
1: Tragically.
0: Only one season of my so-called life that we're going to watch it again.
1: They robbed us of this story, the lives of these characters that we never got to know. So it's on us to cover this as in-depth as we can because that's yes. all we got.
0: We got to milk every last bit out of it that we can get. So- And I feel like there are enough listeners and members of the We Don't Want to Grow up community that love this show as much as I do, that they'll be happy about this. Yes. Because every single time I post about it, either on Instagram or TikTok, it gets a huge response. So I just feel like people love it. And so why not talk about it some more?
1: Right. And we'll do this a little differently than we did our Pilots on Patreon series that we were still very new to covering an episode at that point when we started this.
0: Yes. We had only done like movies and TV shows fully. Yeah. And we weren't sure exactly what the format should be. And I have listened, you know, I I listen to people who recap shows and they do go through it moment by moment. Yeah. We found that. To tedious. be Yes, it was tedious. And we felt like it kind of took away from the watching experience.
1: Yeah, you couldn't really watch it.
0: Because you're so busy taking notes of every little detail that's happening.
1: Right. And a lot of times as we're both doing it, there's only so much you can notice in a scene, right? So yeah. short of recounting what they're saying and all that, it's like as far as set dressing, all that kind of stuff. It wasn't my favorite format.
0: Right. And even in our Pilots on Patreon series, we've now changed the format Mm -hmm. as well. Like we still want to do pilot episodes because it's fun and we've gotten good feedback on that. But yeah, doing it play by play is not our favorite. It's
1: not right. We're
0: just going to do it the way we like to do it. That's right. So let's get into it. Episode one of My So-Called Life, aptly named Pilot.
1: Getting very creative there with the naming (laughs) of this episode.
0: (laughs) It aired August 25th, 1994. Wow. On ABC. By the way, this is streaming on Hulu. If you didn't know, now you know. It used to be on the ABC app. I'm not sure if that's still an option for people that don't have Hulu.
1: There's no telling. And to be honest with you, it changes so much. Who knows?
0: But check it out if you you don't have Hulu and you want to watch it. Or if you're like me, you still have the DVD set. And all the episodes on VHS that you taped when it moved to MTV in like 95, 96.
1: Which seems trivial, right? But for a lot of these shows, they've lost the original music rights. So the music that's played now is not always the same, and it changes the experience quite a bit.
0: It does. Now, I will say when we rewatched My So-Called Life, at least on the ABC app, I know when we covered it for the podcast back in February 2021 on the ABC app, I feel like all the music was the same because I had that show was memorized. It? Okay. okay, All right. And they weren't putting in some kind of cheesy bootleg version of the original songs that were there.
1: They go onto YouTube and get the (laughs) copyright-free track to put on. (laughs)
0: Right. (laughs) So I have rewatched it on Hulu, but I think usually when I do that, it's like in the background. It's, it's, It's very much a comfort show for me, and especially in the fall. So, But I'm pretty sure that it's the same music. I could be wrong, but I think it is.
1: I was a week away from starting my senior year when this came out.
0: Wow. I was... I was a week away from starting my freshman year.
1: I thought you all started in August down here.
0: We did. Oh well, I guess I oh, I was just saying the same thing you said. Oh. I had just started my freshman year. <laughs> <laughs> 94, yeah, I was 14 years old when it started.
1: I was 17.
0: But actually, I didn't start watching it, I think, until it moved to MTV. I think I caught like a few of the later episodes and I was like, oh, what's this? And who's that guy? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I hadn't watched it from the beginning. So I was excited when it started playing on MTV because I caught it from the beginning.
1: I feel like I caught a few episodes on ABC. But, you know, at that point, I was pretty busy with sports. So I wasn't watching a ton of television.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to have some fun and watch along with us, like as we do each episode, you can go give it a watch so you'll kind of remember what we're talking about That's right. more clearly.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's written by series creator, Winnie Holtzman, and directed by Scott Winant.
0: So before we tell you about the episode, let's talk about everyone that we meet in this episode. This won't be the full cast that was on the entire show, but it will be Everyone that was in the pilot episode. Yeah. As we get to episodes with different characters, we'll add those actors in. So, first and foremost, we have Claire Danes as Angela Chase.
1: We have Bess Armstrong as Patty Chase, who's Angela's mom.
0: Tom Irwin was Graham Chase, Angela's dad.
1: AJ Langer played Rand Grath.
0: You know, she's a countess now.
1: The countess.
0: <laughs> Wilson Cruz as the amazing Enrique. Ricky Vasquez. Your
1: absolute favorite.
0: Yes. And as I've mentioned on the podcast before, had some interactions with him since starting We Don't Want to Grow Up. He's shared a lot of our content and commented and interacted with other people within our comment section. And every time it just makes me so happy, he sent me some DMs. Yes. I I literally cried the first time he did.
1: You did. It was super exciting.
0: It was. I love him.
1: Devin Gummersall played Krakow, Brian Krakow.
0: (laughs) Jared Leto as my first love, Jordan Catalano. Oh.
1: <laughs> Devin Odessa played Sharon Chersky.
0: Lisa Wilhoyt played Danielle Chase, Angel's little sister. And never seen but always talked about the ever-elusive Tino. He's famous. He is famous. My favorite Tino shout out in this episode. And I feel like every episode we need to talk about the Tino shout outs is when they're waiting outside. Let's bolt for the rave that they're going to. Uh, Tino was supposed to get them in. And Ricky says, where is Tino? He'll be here. okay? haven't you ever waited for anything? Yeah, for my life to start. So good.
1: It is good. So this episode is the beginning of our journey with Angela Chase, who is an angsty but introspective 15 year old. And she's, of course, dealing with typical teen stuff that so many of us obviously relate to.
0: I'm sure teenagers today still relate to her. Absolutely. We quickly learn that she's feeling distant from her parents, and she's kind of starting to see them in a different light. She has a new crush. She has new friends. So I started hanging out with Rayanne Graf Just for fun. Just because it seemed like if I didn't, I would die or something. And the friends are different than the friends that she grew up with, who she's just naturally starting to pull away from and kind of feeling torn between, like, the guilt, but then also wanting something new. And this is all set in the fictional Liberty High School, which is a fictional suburb of Pittsburgh, PA, called Three Rivers.
1: Three Rivers. So there's a lot that happens in this episode. A very important moment are the first three words we hear. So that's something that we hear at the beginning of every episode. We also say it a lot to ourselves. (laughs) To each other. Yes. Uh, We hear it during the title sequence, but in the pilot, we get to see where it actually came from.
0: Yes. So Angela and her friend Rayanne are asking random people on the sidewalk for money, and they're looking into the camera as if you're the one they're asking. So it's definitely like a unique moment that doesn't happen anywhere else in the series. Right. Right. And they're just showing us, you know, two teenage girls being silly and laughing about the things that you'd only laugh about if you were the one standing there doing it.
1: Right. And <laughs> I, I've commented before that, like, that feels so real. Like, I feel like I've seen girls out there doing that very thing. Or yes. You with your video camera would do silly oh, yeah. things as soon as you had that video camera in your hand.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think what really makes this show work so well are Angela's voiceovers. hmm. Like the writing on the show is so good and paired with Claire Danes as the narrator, it's perfection. And we're meeting all the characters and seeing them from Angela's perspective. It's like you're reading her diary. Yeah. And not only is she relatable, especially to teenagers, but, you know, she's observant. She's inappropriate at times, like her comments about Anne Frank, even though you can see the comparisons she's trying to draw, but it just doesn't land.
1: (laughs) Well, as is the case when you're a teenager.
0: Exactly. You the, know? the adults in her life are like, excuse me. Right. But it makes perfect sense to her, you know.
1: <laughs> or sometimes, you you know, you're kind of learning when to say things that pop into your head when not to.
0: Yes. You know. Very true. And she's also pretty funny at times, you know, her narration, like where she's talking about the act of chewing and right. things like that. You know, things that you just think about on your own. It's not something you really talk about. But, <laughs> right. Exactly. But when you're hearing it from Angela's perspective, you're like. It's true. Yeah. It is kind of weird. That's
1: observant. Good job, Angela.
0: (laughs) All right. So instead of giving you the play by play, we're basically going to just talk about our favorite moments. And I think that we'll pretty much cover everything that happens within those favorite moments.
1: Right. Like it's a single episode of TV. There's only so many moments.
0: But, you know, that's what's so exciting, too, to be able to talk about each episode. Mm-hmm. Individually, because it was really hard to pick favorite moments across the whole series. It was
1: a real challenge, right? It to was. pick six things across, you know, 19 episodes or whatever it is.
0: Well, and when you, you know, you have certain ones that are just like the iconic moments, you have to mention them. Right. But then there are a lot of like smaller moments that you want to mention, but you don't have enough time for. So here we go. Do you want to go first? Or oh, I guess I should go first since I have more, right?
1: Yes, you go first. <laughs> you could almost two for one me. <laughs>
0: So I love when Angela is talking about just the state of her life and her new friends and all of that. And I I love when she says. So when Rand Graf told me my hair was holding me back, I had to listen. Because she wasn't just talking about my hair. She was talking about my life. It's just so it's like setting you up for like, this is what this show is going to be. Right. It's like. Yes, my hair was plain, and I needed to dye it crimson glow because it's not just red; it's crimson glow. That's right. But it was also going to be kind of like the key to opening up a whole new world for her. Mm-hmm. Something but, different.
1: Yeah, just like that singular act of changing something, which could seem small, but felt so big for her. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the deeper meaning that she's attaching to it. Right. Which Angela does to almost everything. Exactly. All right, my first favorite moment. I love how ballsy Angela is with her just bold faced lies to her parents about like where she's going and what she's doing. <laughs> but I, I like it because her parents definitely would have said no, you know?
0: Oh, but they buy it. They did buy they it. They believe her because she's never given them a reason at this point right. not to believe her.
1: We, we all have had that talk, right? Like once you get caught lying, it's just like, well, you've broken my trust mm-hmm. and it's going to take a while for me to trust you again. Right. I heard that probably 57 times growing up. (laughs) (laughs) So it was totally worth the effort for her because she got to go do something that was such a unique experience. But also I noticed when she was headed out to Let's bolt, she didn't really wait to get permission to go stay with Rianne because she was telling them she was just going to stay with Rianne. And of course, her mom was there, all this kind of stuff. But she wasn't really waiting as they were all yelling at each other about it. She's packing, getting her stuff ready, and just goes out the front door. She's like, sayonara. Bold move. Yeah. That would have been a pretty hard no at my house. Like, I couldn't have been packing as I was discussing something with my parental unit.
0: Right. Especially if it was somebody brand new that they had never met or, or didn't know their parents or anything like that.
1: Now, in fairness to my parental unit, I can think of an occasion where they did let me go stay overnight with a friend before they knew their parents. I don't know that they ever met their parents.
0: I mean, yeah. Now that you say that, I'm like, I don't know that my parents had that rule of like having to meet the friend's parents before I spent the night.
1: Now, granted, I was a junior when that happened, not a freshman.
0: Yeah. I feel like even as a kid, though, I mean, I don't know. I guess I don't really know what all went on, but I feel like I went to slumber parties and stuff at people's houses and birthday parties where they just dropped me off. And I swear some of those parties were people that they didn't know their parents.
1: Yeah. And my
0: parents... It was the 80s, though. <laughs> it
1: was. My parents let me stay over with a girl once oh. when I was like 11. Hmm. She was almost my first girlfriend.
0: Uh-oh. <laughs> almost. <laughs> All right. Next up, because it has to be, our introduction to Jordan Catalano. I'm in love. His name is Jordan Catalano. He was left back Twice.
1: Once I almost touched
0: his shoulder in the middle of a pop quiz. It's so, just that line right there, the almost touching his shoulder during a pop quiz is so relatable because it's such an insignificant thing, you know? But when you're young, it's those tiny moments like that that can keep you on a high for a week.
1: Right, just eye contact could do that.
0: absolutely. Like, oh my gosh. Like passing someone in the hall and they smiled at you or looked at you or said, hey, or you grazed against their arm. You know?
1: Yeah, I remember that being a big deal. If somebody's like, oh, hey, like, oh, 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 hi.
0: <laughs> yes. And then I'd go write about it in my diary to then share with all of you about it 25 years later. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, though. And of course, like, as I was watching this, I was living it, Mm -hmm. you know, and I had essentially my own Jordan Catalano. Right. Because it was so complicated and it was definitely like a confusing situation ship. (laughs) Right. To say the least. Also, this is where we get the description about how he's always closing his eyes like it hurts to look at things.
1: (laughs) That one always cracks me up.
0: <laughs> and then she says, I just like how he's always leaning against stuff. <laughs> and then later, there's a scene in the bathroom where Ryan says to Ricky. So, Ricky, Angel's in love with Jordan Catalano. We have to help her. And then she asks him for the male perspective. And he says, don't you love how he leans? <laughs> <laughs> as he's putting on his eyeliner. And that's where they let you know that, you know, he pays attention to Jordan Catalano. All
1: right. Next up for me, remaining in the bathroom, the fight Between Angela and Sharon. Yes. That fight felt so authentic. You know, like the way that it's written, the way that it's acted, it felt like a fight that I'd actually seen in person. Like that's when, you know, like this show for that age group. Yes. Is so spot on Mm -hmm. that they nailed this fight and this disagreement between Sharon and Angela.
0: They do. And I feel like it really cements you know, the fact that they have such a history that they grew up together as children. Right. You know, and now here we are standing in the bathroom of our high school. Okay, great. So just never speak to me again. Real mature, Angela. No, I want to speak to you. I never No, want... forget it. I like too there how she's like, everybody's talking about you. You should hear what people are saying. And she's right. like, what are they saying? And then, you know, she goes off on all this stuff and it's, you could tell that it's just basically how she feels. Right. You know.
1: That's what everybody's saying.
0: Right. <laughs> Okay. Next up for me is the first time that Angela lies to her parents about where she's going, and she's going to this house party. Just the vibe when she walks up, there's a band, a very professional-looking band playing at this tiny house. They have a whole stage set up, lighting.
1: They do. That was the only part of the episode that felt
0: nine oh two one zero-ish.
1: Nine oh two one zero-ish. Like you know, I didn't think that was very authentic. But again, I didn't grow up outside of Pittsburgh. Maybe this is a normal thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe it was the house of somebody in the band or something like that. Could have
1: been. And they were ready to put on a show.
0: And this was a real band called Animal Bag. And they're (laughs) playing their song, Everybody. And that wasn't the original. Hmm. And I mean, I do think that that song was actually on the soundtrack, which I own. But when it plays, like, I know all the words to the song. Do you? Yeah. And it's like, you know, I was singing along with it the other night. And it's not like that's a song that I just listen to all the time. No. But I've watched this show so many times that it's just (laughs) ingrained. And when Angela's coming in, she finally spots Ryan from a distance and then proceeds to faceplant in the mud.
1: Well, she gets kicked by some she dude that jumps off the stage.
0: Yeah, and she trips and falls. Yeah. So she goes inside to find a bathroom, and this is where she finds Jordan Catalano sitting alone in the dark watching MTV. The Divinals video for I Touch Myself is on with no sound.
1: Yeah. I wonder if they couldn't get the rights for
0: it. That's what I thought. I thought it was either they couldn't get the rights or it was because they wanted you to still hear the sounds from the party happening outside. Yeah. So maybe it was like Jordan just wanted to be away from the crowd, but he still wanted to listen to the band.
1: He looked wrecked.
0: Yeah, I guess. Wrecked or just depressed or something. Like, didn't want to be there.
1: I feel like he was wrecked and didn't want to be there.
0: Possibly both. And She's never spoken with Jordan before. So she tries to get into the bathroom The door's locked, she can't get in, and she finally just sits down, and she's so good here. Like, you can just feel how nervous and uncomfortable she feels, but also feeling like, here I am, and here he is. Like, I have to try something.
1: And shoot my shot.
0: So she sits down with him, and he just kind of looks over at her, and he goes...
1: This doesn't seem like a Friday.
0: It's Thursday. Oh. Oh. Are you sure? Well, yesterday was Wednesday, so. Oh, right. So that's how I know. (laughs) And then somebody comes in and says, hey, Catalano, you know, whatever. This sucks. We're leaving. Yeah. And he just walks out. And I hate that he doesn't say goodbye.
1: Right. So rude. Like he can at least
0: say, see ya. (laughs) you know something yeah but still even though he didn't say bye you know she went home and wrote in her diary about the fact that oh my god i was sitting alone in a dark room with jordan catalano and he spoke to me you know it's a big deal
1: very big deal
0: about the days of the week
1: (laughs) (laughs) but now they've spoken
0: yeah it's something it's a Mm -hmm. start and because i have more favorites than you i'll go ahead and do my next one so when they're waiting outside of let's bolt I've talked about that before. They're waiting to get into the rave. So many fun things happen here. They're waiting around for Tino, right? So you have like Angela and Ryan are sitting on the ground and Ricky's kind of standing off to the side and they're like, Ricky, who has cuter feet? And then he just says me. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, let's trade shoes. And they think it's just the funniest thing in the world that they trade shoes. Oh, yeah. And then later they have, you know, a deeper conversation where Ricky asks,
1: if you were about to do it, OK, what would you want the other person to say? Like right
0: before, you know, and Rayanne's got all these she's cracking all these jokes. Yeah. And then finally, Angela says, you're so beautiful. It hurts to look at you. And then, of course, you know, Ricky's like, I really like that, you know, and Rayanne's like, I'm going to tell Jordan. And she takes (laughs) off running across the parking lot and Angela's running after her. And I always really liked that shot of them running. Then later, when they run into those older guys that they're wanting to get them in. And the guys just want to leave. But the guys don't want to bring Ricky. Well, you can tell Angela is uncomfortable, of course. Oh, yeah. And Angela's like, I'm not leaving Ricky here. And Rayanne's just like, Ricky, don't mind. And he says, I don't mind.
1: And then he kind of walks off. I know. Or starts to.
0: And obviously that goes badly because the guys start to get rough with Rayanne. And then she like throws a bottle of liquor at one of their heads and it hits the yeah. car. It
1: gets wild.
0: does and the police come and as they're getting in the car, the cop car, they're not getting arrested or anything. The police are just going to take them home.
1: Very surprising because Rayanne is definitely hammered hammered and underage. Right. So I feel like she might have gotten in trouble in real life.
0: Probably. I mean, it was the 90s so I don't know. It's true. I don't know. But anyway, as they're getting put into the backseat of this cop car, all of a sudden Rayanne's like, oh my god Angela! Oh my god! And you see Jordan Catalano get out of a car and he's walking into the club and he actually like perks up seeing her. And he's like, hey, I know that girl. Yeah. And then he's like, Angela? And so then I'm like, I remember gasping that he knew her name. Oh, really? Because it's like, how does he know? I mean, he knows her name because he's in classes with her and stuff, but.
1: She didn't know he knew her name.
0: Exactly. And that's a big deal.
1: The smile on her face is real.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And you pointed out in that moment, which I've never noticed because I always only have eyes for Jordan Catalano, right, the guys that are with him in this episode
1: they look like they're thirty years old. they <laughs> they look real old. I mean, listen, we're older than that, but these are supposed to be high school students.
0: Right. And also they look like, I mean, listen, Jared Leto was not a teenager when they were filming this, but he was in his 20s yeah. and he looked like he could be a teenager, especially in the pilot because his hair was shorter and everything. Yeah. But they change who his buddies are later. Right. One of them being his brother, Shannon. But these guys are not in future episodes And they also just don't look like the type of people that he would have been hanging out with.
1: No, especially like the first dude, like right next to him.
0: He looks like a dad. He does. It's weird. (laughs) (laughs) But also funny that it took you pointing it out because I never would have noticed because I'm always just looking at him. (laughs) So funny. And then they go and drop Rayanne off first. Of course, nobody's home for her. But when they're in the back of the police car, Rayanne has this little moment where she looks at Angela and she says, you know, with your hair like that, it hurts to look at you. (laughs) (laughs)
1: little callback. Oh, yeah.
0: And of course, she tells her, you know, she'll always be there for her. She'll always take care of her. And I think while Angela is concerned about Rayanne, because she's seeing that she potentially has like a drinking problem and Mm -hmm. things like that. Maybe she's bad news for her. She still is like excited by hanging out with her. And she needs friends in her life that aren't like telling her everything she's doing is wrong. Telling her, I'm always going to be there for you. Right. That kind of thing. And then, you know, when Angela gets home from the party, she's like becoming BFFs with the police officer. She begs him not to go to her door. And he sees Brian sitting up in a tree and asks if he's a friend of hers. And he immediately says, yeah, and jumps down from the tree, even though they had an argument before she left for the rave.
1: What's he doing up in the tree at like 11 p.m.?
0: First of all, his parents don't care. We don't know this yet
1: about him, but his
0: parents probably aren't even there, but they don't care where he is. And also, he was probably waiting up for Angela because he knew where she was going and her parents didn't know where she was going. Right. So I think he was concerned about her because he's one of her childhood friends that she's not really close to anymore. But they're chatting and this is where they see Graham, Angela's dad, with another woman. Right. Like down the street, which is not a favorite part. But after that, there are some really beautiful shots here. And you have Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. playing. And you see the shot where Angela and Brian are standing in the street, kind of across the way from each other with the streetlight shining down.
1: The trees are like growing over top.
0: It's so great. It is. And then there's also just right after that, a shot of Angela sneaking up the stairs and the lighting there is just perfect. And she sits down at the vanity. She looks in the mirror and wipes off her lipstick. It's perfection. It is. And they use so many of those shots in the intro. Do they? Like later, yeah. Mm. Obviously, we don't see that in the first episode. Right. But they do later on, yeah. Which I can see why, because it's beautifully shot.
1: So my final favorite moment is right after that. She wipes her makeup off, changes into her PJs. She goes into her mom's room. She says she's sorry. She starts crying. She gets really emotional with her mom.
0: Yeah, she's like, I'm sorry about my hair, about everything. Because they've been fighting this whole episode. They have
1: been. And I mean, you know, like she's kind of past that time where you can just curl up with your your parent and sleep on them, right? Mm-hmm. But she does. And it's good to see her being so vulnerable with her mom. And she mentions how her mom was adopted.
0: Yes. And that all kind of ties together because she says something along the lines of, you know, a while back, she was trying to find out who her real parents were. And then she says, but then again, aren't we all? Yeah. So what she's meaning by that is like, not just mom and dad, but like, who are my parents like as people? Because there comes a point in your life where you start to look at your parents as who they really are and not just as your parent. I feel that normally happens later in life. Yeah. Like in your 20s and 30s, when you become an adult and can kind of start seeing things from a different perspective. Yeah. But I thought it was kind of poignant that she... Is already that aware of the fact that, I mean, I know it's the writers, but (laughs) she's already aware of the fact that, like, my mom's trying to find her parents. I'm trying to find my parents, too, even though those are her parents. She's trying to understand her parents better.
1: She's on that journey.
0: Yes. And then my last moment is actually the following day when she shows up at school. She sees Jordan and he says, I'm bail." And then he leans and closes his eyes (laughs) like it hurts to look at things. (laughs) And he's Um, just
1: leaning on stuff.
0: Yeah, he's just leaning on stuff. And then you have Ricky and Rayanne coming up and they find Angela. They're with other friends, like telling them all about their night. And how it was just the greatest thing that ever happened. They're really talking it up. You know, it's not even really like it's facts. But like at the time that it happened, it was like scary. Right. They're talking about it like it was awesome. Yeah. And that's when we get the classic.
1: I'm telling you, we had a time. Didn't we? Didn't we have a time?
0: We did. We had a time. <laughs> it's so great. It gives me chills.
1: That's the very end of the episode. Too, it is right? the very
0: end of the yeah. episode. It's awesome. Yes. We thought it would be fun to kind of talk a little bit about the fashion or the looks for each show. Yeah. Which one of the things I love about my so-called life is that there is a lot of consistency later. Like, I think after the pilot, I think the pilot is the only one that stands alone a little bit, which makes sense because, you know, you tweak things after, see what works and what doesn't work. Right. But you see a lot of repeater outfits on my so-called life, which is very normal and realistic. Because, right. you know, in real life, you have certain amount of outfits, I mean, for most of us, and you re-wear them. You know, you're lucky if you get through two weeks without having worn the same outfit. But normally, yeah. it's just like one week.
1: I would get like five shirts and three pairs of pants right. for each new year.
0: Yeah. And that's, mm-hmm. I think that's normal. And so that I like that certain pieces you would see consistently throughout the show. Right. It felt real. It did. At the end of the pilot episode, though, we get this outfit that Angela is wearing when she says that we had a time. And whenever I see it, I always think that this is like one of the most beautiful shots of her that we get in the whole series. Just think she looks really pretty here. Mm -hmm. I love her outfit. She has like the sleeveless denim vest on. And I feel like she's wearing more makeup than normal. Right. I feel like her hair is like a little more... Straight than normal.
1: And a more crimson glowy.
0: Yeah. I mean, granted, I guess the crimson glow is fresh in this episode, but <laughs> she's wearing earrings, which you never see later, except maybe like the dance episode or something. I feel like they try to make her look a little older in the shot. And I, I feel like later they kind of wanted to peel it back a little bit and give her a slightly more plain look. Yeah. Which is like a normal teenage look. You right. Know? Plain meaning compared to Ryan and Ricky. Right. And actually with the two of them, I feel like they pizzazz them up more after the pilot. Mm-hmm. I think this episode is the most quote unquote normal that we see Ryan look. Because there are a lot of outfits she's wearing that like I would have worn. But then it's later where it's like she's very quirky with her style. And I love it.
1: Very eccentric.
0: Yes. Yeah. And her hair too. Her mm-hmm. hair's pretty normal in this episode. I mean, maybe when they go to the rave, it's a little more done up. I don't know. Up, dude. Up, uh, dude. <laughs> Maybe there's like a, a few random braids or something in it. Right. But I mean, the first shot of her, she's just like wearing a, a ponytail with a scrunchie or something. Like it's pretty normal.
1: Yeah. I feel like as eccentric as she gets is like a backwards hat. Yes. In this episode.
0: Right. And of course, this always happens when you're shooting a pilot because it takes a while to see if it gets picked up. I and mean, everybody's hair has changed. Right. Ricky has a little bit of a blonde streak in the front of his hair, and I feel like he's not wearing as much makeup as he does later on. I mean, he did wear some makeup, but but I didn't feel like it was that obvious. Right. And his outfits are definitely a lot more fun later on. But I'm definitely glad, you know, that they upped Ryan and Ricky's game because those looks are iconic.
1: Yeah, I mean, some of it is a great view back into what style looked like at that time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not so sure that I knew anybody that dressed like Rayanne necessarily, mm. but it felt authentic at the time.
0: Right. I feel like the people that dressed kind of differently than the norm in my high school were more like the goth kids, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like the quirky fun look that Rayanne had. Right. And nobody dressed like Ricky, but... He was wearing like slacks and colorful vests and stuff like that.
1: We had one girl in school. Uh, I said slacks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we had one girl in school that was pretty creative. Yeah. From an, an outfit standpoint, she was also very creative artistically. Uh-huh. And, you know, she was pretty cool too.
0: Yeah. Also with the hair, you know, Sharon's hair was much shorter here, like and her bangs were shorter. I feel like she was also dressed way younger in the pilot because later... Like in the pilot, you wouldn't have expected her. You wouldn't have pegged her to be a girl that would be like dating a football player and being kind of popular or whatever. But right. later, later on, it's believable. Yeah. They, they make her a little more. Risqué. Mature looking. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. And Patty's hair is longer in this episode, too. Yes. And it's always jarring to see that because, you know, when we think of Patty, we think of her short hair.
0: Right. But that's like a big reveal later on. It it's is. almost yeah. as controversial as the Felicity haircut.
1: Yes. Almost. (laughs) Almost.
0: (laughs) We'll get to that moment. So I'll save my story about that. And I probably already talked about it in our original My So Called Life episode.
1: (laughs) When you cut your hair short. I'm kidding. You did not. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what? Huh?
0: (laughs) Also, I do love Angela and Rayanne's rave outfits. But I love the fact that, you know, Angela borrowed her outfit, of course, because she doesn't really have anything that's more like risque looking like that. So she borrowed it from Rayanne. But I love the fact that. She still wore like a big plaid flannel over her outfit while they're outside the club. She wasn't comfortable dressing sexy yet.
1: (laughs) She needed a mix. Yes. We also found out in this episode, Angela is a one strapper.
0: With her backpack or her overalls?
1: With her backpack.
0: Okay. She didn't wear overalls yet, right? I- Because she does wear them at some point, but- I don't know. I don't think she wore them. I don't think so
1: either. That's not what I'm talking about, though. I'm talking about her her backpack.
0: backpack. I was a one strapper, too.
1: I was a one strapper. I am now a two strapper.
0: Yes, because now we understand wanting to protect our backs. Yes. <laughs> our necks, our backs, are Our... our <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: So this next section we want to keep track of, we'll see how consistent it is throughout the show, how much there is to notice, but we'll term it the signs of the time. Yes. To where, you know, anything in particular, that's nostalgic for, you know, me personally, you personally, or just telling of that time?
0: So the first one for me that I thought was funny, it's a very small moment. And I think like moments like that, I probably didn't pay as much attention to in the day. But, you know, after rewatching it so many times, you start to pick up on everything. So when they're sitting at the dinner table, the chases. Yes. um, Everybody's talking. And I feel like they're mostly talking about Angela's hair. It's like, you know, the parents and Angela are talking and then Danielle just throw in random information.
1: Cause nobody's talking to her.
0: Poor Danielle. (laughs) Right. So I think this might've been when Patty said, why don't we all go ice skating or whatever? And then Danielle's like, there's this movie on tonight that I really want to watch. It's about like this girl who does obscene phone calls as like her job. and, And then somebody like tries to kill her. Like, over the phone. <laughs> and poor Danielle, like I said, nobody pays attention to her. At one point, she's standing on her head to like, try to literally. get attention. Yes. I mean, she's saying all this stuff and nobody's even commenting. Nope. Back to her about this movie. I didn't really experience this as a little sister, maybe from my sister or some, but not really my parents. I think there was enough of an age gap that they they paid attention to me if I talked you know
1: i demanded attention
0: (laughs) but anyway like she keeps asking throughout their conversation if she can watch this movie like i'm allowed to right mom right mom you know danielle's like 10 right by the way
1: she should not be watching whatever that show
0: is right but it's like the things that we used to watch when we were kids and teenagers in the 80s and 90s like this sounds like one of those made for tv lifetime movies like the movie of the week or whatever that i used to watch Helpline, <laughs> or like, I mean, the ones that really stand out to me like, Death of a Cheerleader <laughs> and No One Would Tell, Mother May I Sleep With Danger, she cried, <laughs> she cried, no, the face on the milk carton. I mean, to name a few,
1: I love that. Mother May I Sleep With Danger,
0: <laughs> that had Dory Spelling in it, I think. Did it really? Yeah, she was in a lot of them. Her and <laughs> Kelly Martin, Cameron Diaz, or not Cameron Diaz, Candace Cameron, you're like Fred Savage, Tiffany Amrathesen. Mark Paul Gosselaar.
1: It's like a who's who. Yeah. Wow.
0: But anyway, it reminded me of those. And I would watch them when I was too young to be watching them, you know. But just the fact that she's like telling them, basically, this person's like a phone sex operator. Yeah. And she gets killed. Right. Sure. You can watch it. Yes. You can watch the movie.
1: Yes. Just leave us alone. (laughs) Go stand on your head again. (laughs) A small little thing I noticed. Catalano and his breath drops. Oh. I never left home without mine.
0: Really? Oh, yes. That's funny.
1: I worked at a grocery store for, you know, part of my high school career. And along with five packs of Swiss cake rolls, <laughs> my breath drops would be <laughs> a weekly purchase.
0: <laughs> I think it's hilarious because you were so fit and you got to eat Swiss cake rolls all the time.
1: I could eat whatever I wanted.
0: No fair. Also, just going back to like when they're having their family dinners, I felt like it was a. You know, they show the plate at mm-hmm. one point, and it just felt like a meal that my mom would have made for us, like in the fall or the winter. Yep, meatloaf, mashed potatoes, green peas, mm-hmm. which I would totally eat now, but it's not typically a meal that I make.
1: Yes, we right? have never had meatloaf together.
0: Have I? I've never tried to make meatloaf, have I? No.
1: I used to eat meatloaf all the time.
0: Meatloaf double- Beet loaf.
1: Yeah, I'd be thinking that in my head because my mom was putting onions in it. She knows I hate onions. <laughs>
0: That's probably why I don't make it because I would want onions in it and I'd have to make you a special one without it.
1: Can't you just make it half and half?
0: Or just two individual loaves, probably. <sighs> That's fine.
1: We need to make meatloaf. I
0: know we do. Double beetloaf. <laughs> I have to also say, though, this I learned from our next door neighbors, the O'Kellys, to mix the mashed potatoes and the green peas with ranch dressing. And I just remember that I would then do it at home and it made me feel like I was a part of some club (laughs) who knew to do that. Like it was this special thing because I had never heard of like putting ranch on food. right? And it's funny because as an adult, I don't even really like ranch. I'm more of a blue cheese gal, Mm -hmm. but I would still eat mashed potatoes and green peas with ranch. Would you? That was something I made often. I would keep ranch in the fridge just for that.
1: Well, we're on a podcast and the audience couldn't see my face, but the shock (laughs) on my face of that combination was real. (laughs) I had a food that I was in the club of as well. What was it? At the York's house, my buddy, Josh, who I grew up with, I would go over to their house and spend the night and we would make peanut butter and jelly toast that we would dip in chocolate milk. And it was this specific jelly that his mom would make from scratch. Yeah. Which was off the back of some kind of jello box or something as far as like the recipe goes. (laughs) But it's a delicious jelly. And that combination was amazing. And I only ever had it over there.
0: Were the sandwiches grilled? Is that what you said? These are
1: not sandwiches. This is a piece of toast.
0: Oh, toast.
1: That you put peanut butter and then jelly on. Okay. You kind of scrunch it in half and you dip it in the chocolate milk and you eat it. (sighs)
0: So
1: if you like soggy chocolate milk bread... I would. Well, listen, maybe we should try it. I'll I'll have to see if I can commandeer some jelly from the Yorks and we (laughs) can give it a shot.
0: Ask her for the recipe.
1: Yes. So they were voting on their yearbook theme. They landed on the year 2000 (laughs) as the theme. It's
0: 1994.
1: It's 1994. You talk about like low effort. Like, what are things going to be like in the year 2000? Like, it's not 1978. Right. It's 1994.
0: Right. Also, I thought, oh, well, maybe it's like... If it were 1996 and like the freshmen that year would be graduating in the year 2000, might make maybe sense. Maybe I could see that. Yeah. But at this point, nobody that's in that high school is still going to be in high school when the year 2000 hits. I mean, I know that it was like kind of like this ominous, like this scary big thing. thing but right. But I just thought, yeah. That was pretty funny.
1: And you got Angela. She's in yearbook club, right? She's got her head like down in her sweater.
0: I love that shot, that perspective of her looking through the holes of the sweater at everyone. Right. Just disassociating from everything. And then she just gets up and leaves because she just doesn't want to be on yearbook. Yeah, she's out. Which is another thing that's like showing how she just wants to be a different person. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want to do that life anymore. Right. (laughs) She's on to something cooler. I like, too, there's a a moment where Patty and Graham are laying in bed at night and Patty's reading a magazine and she sees something about Chelsea Clinton. Mm -hmm. And this was in her teenage years, you know, and she's like, poor Chelsea Clinton. Like, she has no privacy, constant surveillance, secret service. And then she looks at Graham. That's what we need. (laughs) (laughs) All because Angela dyed her hair, you know, and Graham's like, it could be worse.
1: It could be worse. But I'm sure as like parents, I I try to put myself. In their view and perspective, like you just want to keep your child safe and you want to keep them from making small or big mistakes.
0: Right. I'm sure that it was probably seen as like, is this the beginning of her just kind of falling off the rails? But also, I feel like Patty was very much because they they do kind of paint the picture of Patty being like the really popular girl in school yeah. when she was growing up. And so maybe it was like more about appearance for her. than then it, you know, cause she's like, I can't even look at her. It's like looking at a stranger. Yeah. It really felt like that's all she cared about.
1: But you have to let your kids express themselves, even if you want them to be safe. Right. Right. You have to let them express themselves. That's the part that was frustrating for me here. Right. Like she wanted to dye her hair, like in Graham's opinion, like it could be worse. Right. It, that's absolutely true. It could be mm-hmm. worse. She's dying her hair. It's okay.
0: Yeah. Again, it's like, it's all relative, you know, and it's sometimes it's hard to to think about the fact of like, but look at what all these other people are doing, look yeah. at what these other kids are doing. I'm sure I've mentioned it before, but I get so upset that my parents would get on to me about my messy room when I was mm-hmm. a teenager and I would be like, my friends are out at a keg party at the ponds right now.
1: Yeah. Like, do you know what's going on? <laughs> do you know?
0: <laughs> you know, like that's what I could be doing. Yes. And I wasn't that far off from doing it myself, but right. it's like-
1: it's a relative scale, though. For you and your family, that yeah. was a big deal.
0: Right. And I'm not saying that, like, parents can't tell the kids to clean up their room, you know, but it's, like, in the grand scheme of things. At least you know where I am. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: right. Like, I'm getting good grades. You know where I'm at.
0: I'm not off at some rave with no cell phone. Yeah. Like Angela was. <laughs> right, <laughs> but they <exactly>. didn't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So this one could have been in the fashion section, right? But uh-huh. it's also a sign of the time, so it's kind of a hybrid. but. The amount of flannel that is on display at school and in the various different scenes that we go to, it's at least this is conservative, at least fifty percent of people are wearing some type of flannel. Yeah. Whether on, tied around their waist, or wherever. It is very prevalent.
0: It is. It's definitely a sign of the times. Yes. <laughs> then there's this moment where these girls are standing in the bathroom, people that are not even a part of the show. I don't even know if we ever see them again. They're Probably just not chatting. Yeah. And they have this conversation. Wait, so what's fat free when something's like free? A fat? Well, what's the difference between fat free and like non fat? Huh? Good question. I just thought that was very telling of the time that someone wouldn't know what fat free meant or the difference between fat free and non fat. <laughs> right. if There is a difference. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, the 90s. Yes,
1: such a time of change. Mm
0: -hmm. This was just more so like the idea or the feelings that Angela was trying to portray, you know, of being torn about old friends and new friends. I liked the line where she says, It just seems like
1: you agreed to have a certain personality or something
0: for no reason, just to make things easier for everyone. But when you think about it, I mean, how do you know if it's even you? I mean, I still feel that way sometimes. I'm 42 years old, but, you know, you still experience people in your life, usually people that have known you for a very long time, who have this idea of who they think you are, Mm -hmm. like how you're going to react to things, how you're going to whatever it is. But, you know, sometimes, you know, that their perception of you is wrong and it'll get to you. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just like put in this box. And I think that that's why sometimes it feels so refreshing to meet new people who see the parts of you that you really like.
1: Especially at that time too. It's like, here's who I am right now. Yes. And you're someone new in my life. Right. And it's they're getting to know the current version of you.
0: Yes. And they're like, they see you for who you are. They appreciate what they see. They're not trying to compare you to who you used to be. Right. You know, or keep you in this this little box or whatever. I'm not saying that. All of my old friends don't know the real me. I'm not saying that at all, but it's few and far between. I will say that. Right. And all that being said, like, you can't help but feel for Sharon and even Brian, who know Angela at this point in their lives. I mean, they're 15 years old, know her better than her new friends know her. Right. So they're kind of heartbroken that she doesn't want to spend time with them anymore and that she's trying on this new persona, you know, so it's like I kind of see. see it from all sides and kind of feel for everyone.
1: Right. It's tough when people change. Right. And if you're not caught up to where they are right now, you're just like, oh, my gosh, who is this person? You know, from the other perspective. Yeah. Well, it's challenging.
0: Sometimes it's like with Sharon, Angela probably felt like she couldn't be this person that she wanted to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sharon still saw her as like the little girl she was in like Girl Scouts with or whatever. Like she wanted to break away from that. Right. It's like as much as she loves Sharon and she cares about her, she doesn't want to hurt her, but she wants to just be able to be free and be who she feels like she is.
1: Right. But it's like from Sharon's perspective, like her look of betrayal when she sees Angela with Rayanne, that's that's real. It is real. And I did, you know, I have a couple friends, you know, from when I was in the private school and then moved to public school where you kind of grow apart. Yeah. That's like the only real example I have of it. Do you have anything like that that's happened for you?
0: I feel like the only thing that would even sort of be comparable is for me, like the move from elementary school to middle school or junior high for me, I guess. Um, And it wasn't like, I don't want to hang out with you anymore. But I had, you know, my good friend Leah, who I had gone to preschool with, and we went to different elementary schools, stayed friends throughout. And I was really excited that we were going to be on the same team in junior high because they had, had everybody split up into teams or whatever. And my old friends from elementary school weren't on that team. And you just didn't really see those people that much. Because you had all your classes with the people that were on that team. You had lunch at the same time as the people on that team. So if you wanted to still, you know, talk with those people, you had to do it on your own time, like outside of class or whatever. And so when you don't see somebody all the time, you do start to grow apart. Some of those friends from elementary school, I did stay friends with. Mm -hmm. And it's not I never had like a falling out. Like nobody ever called me out on anything.
1: Yeah, me either.
0: But I just I definitely did then kind of become friends with all of her friends because like they were also on our team. Yeah. So I had classes with all of those people. And but I could see how maybe from some other people's perspective, that group tended to be the more popular crowd. So they could have seen me as like just jumping aboard with the popular kids. Yeah, maybe. But I didn't know. I didn't know who was going to be popular in our junior high. Like that was just, you know, I was already friends with Leah and I didn't know a lot of other people in that group. And so that's what happened. Like, I, I just became friends with them. So it, well, there you, you go. Know, it definitely wasn't that like <laughs> it wasn't intense.
1: as dramatic. Yes. Right. Where it's a, like a calling out and a, a real division that happened in yeah. the episode.
0: I could see how it could be more dramatic in high school
1: mm-hmm. if you
0: had made a big move like that. And then not even your freshman year, but your sophomore year. Yeah. You know, and then I just thought a little section, if there was anything else about the episode that we didn't discuss. Did you have anything at all? Is this all me? No, this is all you. Okay, I wanted to add that it's really hard to like Patty,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, and I think that's on purpose. But, you know, we're all different. Everybody has different beliefs, different morals, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, even back then, I knew that I didn't like how bothered she was about Ricky, that he wore eyeliner, that Angela told her he was bi. That stuff is still, even though I know it happens, it's always. It's jarring. It's jarring. It's cringy. I hate it. And that was in the 90s. So you didn't have a lot of characters on TV. So they were showing, you know, a reaction that would happen in certain households for sure.
1: And probably a lot more reserved than the actual reactions that were happening in households of the day.
0: For sure. And I feel like the chases were a little more progressive than some families. I think that's why it was still shocking to me to get that from her. Right. I'm sure it still happens today. I still don't like it. But also, like, she called Rayanne that rude girl because she (laughs) ate all her
1: cheese. Ate all the cheese.
0: And it was a brand new block of cheese she just (laughs) brought from the grocery store. But I have to say that that part I actually kind of relate to now as an adult.
1: Yeah, that's like $8. All right. (laughs) Adds up.
0: It does. And I mean, it's cheese. Nobody wants all their cheese gone.
1: No, listen, you bought that brick of cheese for a reason. Yes. It wasn't to feed (laughs) Rayanne.
0: But poor Ryan probably didn't have any food at home. So. She probably didn't. Uh, also, Patty was very mean about Angela's hair, mm-hmm. you know, when she's like, we'll always be able to spot you in a crowd.
1: Yeah. That's one of the worst things about Patty in this episode, like her refusal to accept Angela.
0: Yes. And just no filter. Like she can't yeah. just keep her mouth shut. She's to exactly. say something.
1: Right. It's so frustrating. <laughs>
0: But at the same time, we know that her husband's cheating on her. Well, we don't know it yet, but we know it at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. But you suspect it a little bit and you kind of get the feeling that she's suspicious of him, too. When she's like, you're going to hang out with your brother twice in one week. Right. Like, that's not normal.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm.
0: But then at the end of the episode, in the moment you talked about, you do see her nurturing side when she's comforting Angela. So it's like, okay, I don't totally hate you.
1: No, she's just so confrontational and combative Yeah, that it's you're right. It's just it's hard to like her in this episode. She is very uptight and she's a little mean. Yeah. And I feel like she does improve.
0: She does. But it it is a situation where it's like, you know, the saying good cop, bad cop. It's Mm -hmm. like she knows that Angela is close with her dad. She's like, you know, she loves you more than me. And he's like, she does not. But he knows she does. Yeah, she does.
1: (laughs) (laughs) In my life, I never had an analog of A friend's family being so contentious, at least in front of other people. Right. You know, sometimes I would see siblings be very similar to what they showed on the show. Mm -hmm. Right. But the parental relationship was never what we got here in person.
0: Yeah. I don't think I ever witnessed anybody's parents acting like that in front of me. Yeah. Doesn't mean it didn't happen.
1: True. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't know what happened when I wasn't there. I'm sure lots of things, but it's like in front of people, that kind of thing never happened.
0: Right. But overall, I mean, I feel like it was a great pilot. I see why it got picked up. Right. For sure. And it leaves you wanting more. Like, you want to know what happens with Jordan. Yeah. And it's wild to think that Jordan was initially only going to be in the pilot. Yeah. And the creator appreciated Jared's acting so much that she's like, oh, we got to keep him in. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, well, who would have been Angela's love interest if there was no Jordan?
1: There's no telling. Like, what was originally written? If he wasn't going to be in there, like it doesn't make a lot of sense.
0: No. And it wouldn't have just been Brian at that point because she didn't like him like that. So, I mean, obviously you're hooked on that and you get those little moments that just you're like, "There's he's starting to notice her, Mm -hmm. you know? And you want to know what happens with Graham and the other woman.
1: Right. That was huge at the end of the episode.
0: And we didn't even really get to see Angela react to that yet. And she's she's so close to her dad. Yeah. But I mean, she does go upstairs and cry to her mom. But I think it's like she's crying about everything Mm. at that point. You know, and like, did Danielle watch the movie of the week?
1: Right. (laughs) Did she like it? Was it scary? (laughs) You're just thrust into the lives of these people in a really believable way to where you just want to know where these threads go.
0: Yeah. I like I want to follow them to school. I want to follow them to the next rave. I want to meet Tino.
1: Yeah. uh,
0: I'm going to keep wanting to meet Tino for the rest of my life.
1: I wonder if they ever had plans to introduce us to Tino.
0: Maybe if there had been more seasons and they had like a real planned series finale, like Mm -hmm. they knew it was going to be the end. They should have introduced him right at the end.
1: Yeah. Like the second to last shot. Yeah. Could be a scene with Tino. Yep. Finally.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like you just hear somebody from the distance be like, hey, Tino. And he looks up and it goes to black. Yes, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Or you just see the back of his head.
1: Oh, my gosh. Just a silhouette.
0: That would have been great. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, that is the pilot episode of my so-called life.
1: I like that our coverage of this episode is longer than the episode. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'm sure there will be some stuff edited out. We
1: should have just done shot by shot. It would have been shorter. Uh, (laughs) I'm just kidding.
0: All right. Well, we're definitely going to have lots of different kinds of episodes still coming at you. But now you know that new episodes of My So-Called Life will be sprinkled throughout.
1: That's right. So get ready. The pepper with the salt.
0: (laughs) 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 It's the ranch with the mashed potatoes and green peas.
1: We'll keep working on it.
0: (laughs) If you'd like to connect with us on any of our social media platforms, you can find us on TikTok at We Don't Want to Grow Up.
1: We have a great Facebook group, The Cozy Club, fans of We Don't Want to Grow Up.
0: Send us an email at We Don't Want to Grow Up pod at Gmail.
1: Or Instagram at We Don't Want to Grow Up pod.
0: You can help support the podcast by becoming a member of our Patreon. You'll gain access to bonus episodes like our Pilots on Patreon series, where we discuss pilot episodes of nostalgic TV shows.
1: Dear Diary episodes that are a little too embarrassing for Stacy to read on our regular podcast.
0: <laughs> Just don't tell anyone what you hear on our Patreon.
1: It's a secret.
0: What happens on Patreon stays on Patreon. Uh, We also play games and share more lists of favorites, a very special summer reading series where we're reading a Babysitter's Club book that our patrons voted on. And you can join at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up.
1: And if you enjoy our podcast, make sure you're following us and subscribed on whatever platform you're listening on so you never miss an episode. And one other thing you can do, please... Leave us a five-star rating on whatever platform it is that you listen on, if it supports it. And a kind review, if that's how you feel. We love it.
0: It only takes a few seconds of your time, and it helps us out so much. And you can also help by sharing about it on your social media or by word of mouth with anybody that you think might like it.
1: Well, that's it. We'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye.